0: I want to take you to what I think is one of the more profound Adventist passages in Scripture, although you won't find it in the Gospels, and it doesn't tell the events. There's no shepherds, there's no wise men, there's no evil King Herod. But it is the true story of the Adventist, the coming of Christ, and it's it's a well-known passage. It's Philippians chapter 2. So just turn there with me just quickly, Philippians chapter 2. Many believe that what I'm about to read was not necessarily composed by the Apostle Paul but referenced in this letter to the church at Philippi, that he is reminding them of a creed or a hymn that uh, is common among believers in that day, beginning at verse 5. Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want you to take a pen? There are three movements to this creed. And I just want to give you a primary word in each of the movements that basically tells the whole story. The first movement is verse 6, and the word I want you to underline is God. The second movement is verses seven and eight, and I want you to circle the word in verse eight, humbled. And then the third movement begins at verse nine to verse 11, and I want you to circle in verse nine the word exalted. That's the Advent in three words. God, humbled, exalted. That's what we celebrate. When Paul says that he was in very nature God, that Greek word means he was in full essence, all that is God about God was Jesus. It's another one of those statements that in the Greek language, the the writers are going to great extent to help us understand again the claim as we've looked at these, these last couple of weeks that Jesus was the Hebrew God, Emmanuel, Elohim, the one true creator God, now with us. But before he was with us, he was God. And he didn't consider it, as Paul says, something to be grasped. Some people would confuse it to say that it was something he was attaining for. No, it's something to be held on to. Uh, the, the language there is as though someone were standing uh, in a high place, and they're beginning to fall, and as they're falling, they're, they're reaching for something to hold on to. That's the idea that, that even though he was God, he didn't hold on to that when the plan and the purposes of the Godhead required something else. And as he was about to fall to earth in the incarnation, he didn't reach back and keep it. He was willing to let go of it, he, not something to be held on to as on in resistance to what the grand plan called for him. He was God, and inconceivably, out of love for us, he humbled himself. When we look at the manger scene, for us, this is the sweet part of the story, Many of us have had the privilege of being around newborn Bames. Many of us as parents have watched our children come into the world. We've held that young life. It's among our most precious memories. Even now, I'm moved at the thought of my three children, uh, just moments uh, out of it and in my arms. It's a very precious thing. We look at it, and we see a full life ahead of us. All the possibilities of the world are found In that baby, nothing is impossible. You know, a clean slate, a fresh life to be lived. We look at the manger in that lens as a newborn babe full of life and hope. But I I want you to reverse the idea of that and see it for a moment from what it meant for God to become baby. See, for us, it's a beginning. For God, the incarnation itself The entering into the womb of Mary, being found in appearance as a man, taking on flesh was itself actually a death. Read it. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. And then there's two phrases here that we often link together as a single act. He became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So, when we think of the story, it's Jesus was born, and he's a wonderful baby, and isn't that precious? Someday, Jesus is going to sacrifice himself, and he's going to die. He's going to become obedient to death. But to understand the true advent is to understand that to become human is to become obedient to death. See? 1 Corinthians 15, Paul talks about the hope that we have in Christ, that someday we who are mere mortal will take on immortality. We who are corruptible, our bodies are corruptible, will become incorruptible. That's the hope that we have because of Jesus. The only reason we who are mortal can someday hope for immortality is because God reversed that in himself. He who was immortal became mortal. And so when Paul says he became obedient to death, Paul's not just looking at the cross. Paul's looking at the manger. The moment God humbled himself and entered into Mary's womb, he became obedient to death because all of us died. To really understand Christmas and to approach it with gratitude and to give Christ the proper honor he's due, is to understand that that was an act of death that would ultimately lead even to death on a cross. God humbled, and because he did that, the Father exalted him. So because Christ became obedient to that path the immortal taking on mortality, becoming obedient to the death of just mere mortality and ultimately death on the cross. Because of what he made possible, the Father re-exalts the Son, gives him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that results not just to his honor, but to the glory of God the Father. So when we think about Christmas this year, when you sit and you... Uh, when you read the Christmas story with your family, and if you don't do that shame on you, read it on your own, read it with someone. When you read that story, read it through this lens. God, humbled, exalted. If you do that, you'll have one response. You'll bow your knee, and you'll confess Jesus as Lord. And that will glory the Father. Let's pray together. Jesus, God, Incarnate, we honor you. We are humbled that you would humble yourself, step from immortality to become mortal in order to bring us, those of us who are corrupted by sin, who are mortal because of death, that we could ascend to immortality. And we do that only because of you. And we bow humbly before you and confess that you are indeed Christ. Jesus, the Lord. And we honor that name this day that is above every name. In Jesus' name. Amen.